Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live. We'll do it live! Uh, of course, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday. It's April 21st, 2021. I'm your host. I'm Travis Bryant. Joining me in just a minute will be Cameron Hawkins. Uh, but in the meantime, let me go ahead and give out all of the pertinent contact information. This here is an interactive show, so please uh, contact us in one or all of the following ways. Uh, If you want to have your voice heard on this show, there are two ways to go about that. First way, hit us up on the Constellation Lines. Uh, Call us, get in line, and Cam and myself will talk to you live on air tonight. Uh, Hit the line up at 347-202-0103. Once again, call us live at 347-202-0103. If you can't call us live, but again, you want your voice heard, second way to go about that is hitting up our voicemail line. Voicemail gives you three unadulterated minutes uh, to voice your opinion, to ask your questions, rant, rave, uh, heat praise upon your hosts. Uh, All those things are there for you in the voicemail. Hit the voicemail at uh, 415-787-5229. Once again, the voicemail line is... 415-787-5229. 415-787-5229. Uh, you can always hit us up on the email. The mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. Hit us up anytime during the week, anytime during the show. Uh, find us at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Let us know in the subject of your uh, email, which segment, VIP or non-VIP, that you want your email read. You can find us on Twitter as well. Find us, uh, find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord, and you can find Cam at Seahawk, at C-E-E Hawk. And last fashion of Get Adage, find us on Facebook. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Go there, give us a like, uh, share us on your timeline, tag your wrestling buddies in it, get the conversation going, spread the word that way. Y'all know how it works by now. So, without further ado, Cameron Hawkins. Welcome to the East Coast Cast, my friend. <clears throat> this is for all you people. Yeah, this is for all you people that unfollowed me for supporting my people. I support everybody, and I'm a huge advocate for equality and inclusion for all people. But if you have a problem with me being vocal for the black community and a simple step in the right direction after what's been a scary night and nightmarish for me my family, and my friends. If you can only think singularly and don't have a heart or mind for others, I only got one thing to say to you. 
don't let the door hit you where he split you. Hashtag get your ass out of here. <sighs> yeah. Unfortunately, again, this is a sad thing that needs to needs to be said and So did you I don't know if you saw what I'm referring to. Oh um, um specifically I don't it, what which which one? I mean Okay. That is a that's an Instagram post from Brandy Rhodes. From Mandy Rhodes? From Brandy Rhodes. Oh, Brandy Rhodes. Brandy uh, Why am I reading it, Travis? It's an Instagram post with a video, and the video is of her in the promo against Jade Cargill, talking jive and saying, get your ass out of here. You ever seen somebody get so close, so close? Like, have you seen that video of the the lady who's, like, doing the walking marathon, and, like, right before she hits the finish line, the ground literally gives out under her and she falls? (laughs) No, I've seen the two ladies that were holding hands and they wanted to cross together, and here come the African lady out of nowhere. Like, this ain't funny game. It's about winning winning a a race. But I, I don't think that's even what you're talking about. How do you almost nail it to the point where you're making sense? Like the things you're saying come through, but you post the promo of you talking in your unnatural black voice against a black woman. Like, yeah. come on! Like, like, <sighs> like, did she not have like a, her notes app or memo app open, and she could just screenshot the words they, and post it? They don't Facebook run the they don't run it by anybody. They just don't. Black, like just a black box would that was in fashion, uh, you know, summer ago. Anything, anything besides a promotional video of something that happened four months ago, even. And it's just like, that's not talking, even the point. But you were yes, fucking tuning the, it up though. You were yeah, against you were the black your, woman talking about how yeah. white people aren't treating you right. Like, come on. Yeah. But no, I'm yeah. fine. Um, okay. What is the headline? The actual headline <laughs> is the way that pro wrestlers responded to the conviction of Derek Chauvin. That's the headline. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that we, you know, we get on here and we talk about the things we want to talk about, but it's good for us when pro wrestling in the real world intersect because that's always an interesting thing to talk about. Um, have you seen any of the wrestlers' responses to the conviction? Have you been on the lookout for that? I have not. It's been very, you know, very short messages, sometimes one word, sometimes a hashtag, Nicole, sometimes an emoji. That's, that's the one. I did Okay. Oh, yeah. So... The most interesting person for me who tweeted justice, Alexa Bliss, didn't see that coming. It's like, hmm. oh, that's so that giving it said, up. So don't tell whoever the you chat, don't tell Braun about that Alexa tweet. I, I like, think so. Like, Damn, yeah. Okay, now I get the humor. Okay. Yeah, it's it's been interesting and I think I think for the most part and, and it's kinda how these things work. Um 
it's been mostly female wrestlers um, who have had, you know, a thing to say about it. And I'm guilty of not following really any wrestlers. It's probably like a handful that I follow. It's not really how I give it up. But, like, yeah, it, it has been like your Adam Pierce's, you know, we're giving it up. Like, it, it's been really interesting. And I think that, um, you know, we're at a time where everybody grows up a certain way. And the way you grow up, in a lot of cases, unless you're one of those people who, you know, I, I, my parents are great. I love my parents to death. I think my parents, it took them a long time to kind of get rag- radicalized. And I think that's growing up where they grew up in the country and, not always being exposed to people and then living in the military. I think some things had to be knocked loose. I was lucky enough to get around, like, a really diverse group uh, as as a kid and then get off to school and see how that doesn't necessarily benefit you. But people still kind of treat you the way they treat you, you know? So I got to see the difference in a different way than they did. But I think that when you have something as egregious as what we saw, have it on video and understand the length of time that it happened, um, it's hard for you, regardless of your standing, it's just a hard thing to deny. Like, it's a tough thing to not feel like you watched a murder happen. Um, it's, it's, you catch it on camera, and there's just no two ways about what you saw, and the response to it has been just overwhelmingly, like, you know, positive in a way that you don't necessarily expect. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. been really interesting to see the reactions. I'm the I'm I'm the pessimistic type, and it's like, wow, it's a low bar, you know. Not even Absolutely. that people's not even necessarily people's responses or how they feel about it, because people want to feel how they feel. It's just a if they put it out there. That's how it is. I just mean the fact that we all watched a murder a year ago and. You know, it took us 300-something days or almost a year to, like, get this thing. And we were, like, sweating it out, like, phew. Like, in the end, you still are, like, wiping your forehead, like, wow, whew. Got, you know, got that one. It, was, it wasn't in the bag. <laughs> and and that's the murderer that that's got the that murdered in HD in front of 100 people was going to, you know. Yeah, so that's kind of like, oh, well, yeah, all right. Yeah, and I think that like when you talk to when you when you talk to your white friends, and I just mean people mm-hmm. in general, like I think that is kind of the lasting effect of this thing. Like you as a as a white person, and not you as a white person, but you know white people. Um, I mean, that's you right. saw <laughs> you saw a murder on camera, something that you, as somebody who doesn't have the same experience in the system. You saw it as, wow, that guy got murdered. This police officer's definitely going to prison. Whereas black people sat back and watched it and said, even though we saw it on camera, um, we have no reason to believe that this is going to go the way that it should. Yeah. I mean, and we that's saw, the. My man, but we saw my man Sterling um, in. In South Carolina, get shot in the back, and a cop lay a taser at his body, lay a lay a weapon, you know, like a plant a weapon on him. And the first jury was hung. They came back and re ran it back, and then they convicted mm-hmm. him. But it was like, and my man yeah. got what four years? I mean, yeah, he got significant time. 
But but yeah, it's we sweat out like obvious HD crystal clear murder and we're over here like whoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think um you, you do you do of have course. to give it up and feel good that fucking justice is served. The guy's gonna you know, go to jail and get what he deserves and all those things. But, of course, yeah. Of course our guy gave it up. Um <laughs> Kevin Nash said, today's verdict is a step in the right direction, nothing more. This restores that we're at least past the Rodney King injustice. Last summer had a lasting effect because we stood together. Rest in power, George. Um, yeah, and so there's there's been, you know. Um, I mean, I mean, what can you really say, Travis? Yeah, for sure, for sure. What can you really say? It's, um... Yeah. I, I don't like this idea of George Floyd's sacrifice or the the lasting effect his life's going to have on this that because you know a man got murdered. It was not his desire to be anybody's hero. You know what I mean? He's, or anybody's martyr. He was living his life. Exactly, exactly. So I don't like that. But I mean, whew, if 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 not even if. Because I don't want to even frame it like that. I hope we don't have to see more people die on video or people like us to get justice in situations where they deserve it. And I hope that this deters people from who would commit evil from doing it because now they realize there may be consequences. So, yeah. Maybe. Consequences, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good, sad day. One of those kind of uh, bittersweet kind of kind of things. Yesterday was, um, yeah. But yeah, it's good to see uh, that that the wrestlers that did have something to say said it, and you can just imagine there are probably more that wanted to one way or the other say things that just probably just were like, yeah, yeah, I'll just abstain. Even if it was like, yeah, I thought it was, you know, the decision. I'm not mad at it and justice is deserved, but there's a, there's a timid, there's a, because I know people might go, oh, fuck that guy. George, George, uh, uh, Sukalos, my man, uh, fucking ancient alien homie with the wild hair is getting shit on his page because he's like, if you're like, if you're mad that a murderer got sentenced and fucking on all tar- charges, like fuck off. I mean, people are, you know, because people are shitbags. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the internet brings them out. Um, but yeah, so and it's good that, think about that they like, even. Uh, it's why Alexa that, Bliss was so interesting to me because there's no way she thought that like her saying that would have a negative reaction because, well. I, I don't I don't know her personally, so like I don't want to say, you know, anything disparaging about her. But I do think that when you look at how she talked about Hulk Hogan, and then you look about look at how she reacted to uh, the conviction, like that's somebody who probably really did think that Hulk Hogan being in the mix was something that would make people happy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, everybody's probably like, oh, I loved Hulk Hogan growing up. Like, I know he did a bad thing, but, you know, I still love Hulk Hogan. But then I don't know if she knew the crossover between 
per the people who would want Hulk Hogan to still be around and the people who think that George Floyd died because of a banana and fentanyl. Yeah. You know, so like it's it's really interesting when white people do something like, no, this is clearly the right thing. Like we all saw this bad thing happen. Why are we not all like on the same page about this? And people start to realize, well, maybe some of the people who root for me aren't the people I thought they were. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> and, and she's somebody I'm learning sure, experience. is super aware of her online presence and 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 the people that that fuck with her. Yep. <laughs> show in that they promoted it at the beginning it was at the end. Yo, I liked uh Saray and uh what's my girl? Zoe Stark. Like they there's some I, yeah, I recommend you might want to go back and watch that. There's some, there's some stuff there. Um, no, no, I saw it. I, it was like, yeah, yeah, there's some but um yeah the Kyle O'Reilly thing like they're clearly and they had him, you know, uh get in there with uh, have have the quick moment with Cross, you know, that was there. Um so yeah, like I thought, uh, I thought it was solid. But I tell you what, you forgot it was on, so you watched the highlights. I realized it was on as I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh god, NXT. There's more wrestling after three hours of a very average Monday night. I hate yeah. it here. Somebody get me out of here. Beam me up, please. Yeah, the thing yeah. about Wednesdays and Fridays, like, okay, I can either pick one or the other, and I just. Probably don't watch the other that week. You know, the one that I don't watch, just don't get watched. Now it's like, oh, I can watch both now. <laughs> like, eh. yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Um, it's it, it I, be- I, I'm concer- concerned. I'm wondering if in the long run, this is the best move for NXT, specifically, and that's tied to directly to like storytelling and the and quality the, to show you the what booking. I no, 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 mm-hmm. the booking in AEW. Because even <laughs> Dave Meltzer, the the biggest mainstream wrestling mainstream. AEW apologist, the guy that kind of hand waves everything. Uh, he just, you know, he loves everybody there. Everybody has talent. Everybody deserves, you know, the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's it called? The, not the sporadic, just the fast pace that just 
uh, just, just, just the way they just do their matches, specifically in the tag division. And even he's like, okay. He gave fucking Tony Khan Booker of the Year. So he, it, it, he's going, okay, I think AEW storytelling and formatting, I think there's a problem. And I don't know if AEW is nimble enough or accepting enough. Uh, you know, Tony Khan goes, okay, maybe we should try things differently. I don't think even if he said, okay, let's try things differently, there's a good differently for them to try. Like who who they're going to for ideas and and creativity that yeah. they haven't been before. Like who's gonna. But they haven't been tapped into, for sure. Yeah, like maybe maybe things like going to <clears throat> in, in, backstage interviews or having every promo interrupted. Uh, that's like one of the biggest complaints. Every backstage, every promo can't. Everybody's Rey Mysterio in AEW. Like you get five, you get two words out, and then, then your opponent or somebody's cutting you off, and mm-hmm. yeah. But Dave Meltzer is saying storytelling and the booking and the formatting and the TV, it's, there's a problem. And if, uh, if NXT just is NXT and what we know NXT to be, just steady and the, the shine and the, the bloom starts wearing off of AEW, um, having them on two different nights could bring about I, I'm not, I don't want to sound like I'm a uh, Forecasting AEW's downfall. I want to get into, you know, we we people did that with TNA for fifteen fucking years, twenty years, mm-hmm. and every every other show. People being us and everyone we know. Yeah. So yeah, you <laughs> right, right. Uh, I was no, I've been, I, I knew you were eager out every time. I was, I was on the right side. So yeah, I, I'm not calling for your demise or forecasting it, but Dave Meltzer, the biggest fanboy publicly and in his, in his very influential newsletter every week praising him turns around and says, okay, maybe things aren't so great. Maybe things aren't so great. And yeah, if they're, if they're biggest and their hardcore fans start peeling off and I'm not saying going to NXT, but it'll, it'll be uh, more obvious that they're not leaving because of the direct competition it's because they don't want to watch fucking AEW anymore. I don't see that happening anytime soon. I think they'll be fine, but I think it's something that we should be uh, watching out for. Major change or do, do or digging in their heels? Yeah. You know they're reading that. You know they're like, oh, shit, fucking Uncle Dave is, is wow, finally criticizing me. If you're Toby Khan, you're like, yes, the honeymoon's over. Yeah. Time to recalibrate. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, you know, AEW, not AEW, NXT just has this uh, this really stellar women's division that they say is the best women's division. They go out and show it left and right. Um, and AEW uh, is just starting to get that back on track with, you know, Britt Baker smoking it right now. And you got Statlander back, but that's a place that they got to catch up. Um, I think that, you know, eventually I think what's going to happen is Hangman Page is going to be the guy to dethrone Kenny. Like, I think that's the long, long-term storytelling, and I think it's going to work out. But, like, you know, Kyle O'Reilly is being made into a main event guy right now. Karrion Cross, even though he was hurt, 
is a different guy than people have seen. Like, I think that AEW needs to go further with a, you know, like when was the last time you saw Ricky Starks wrestle? Me? You know, like, yeah, that's, that's a tough question. But, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. And he's the one guy, one guy that's, like, been in, in Dynam- on Dynamite that I'm like, oh, you know, like, he's somebody I'd be interested. And then you're, you're, not, and then you're telling me that he's not getting any yeah, he got You got MJF and Faction Wars, which is cool, but as soon as this is done, he needs to be, you know, Somebody's he you need to take that title off Darby. Even though Darby's like like doing well. Like you, you gotta you gotta maximize the younger guys you got. Like Cody's dope and, and the Bucks are cool and you know, but Bucks flip flopping between heel and face, lining himself with Kenny again, but still having the same fucking match. I I, I get it, people love it, but Trav, it's not it, it can't move. It can't move any type of numbers and doing the same thing they've been doing, man. Like they they did over a million last week, and salute to them for it. Like, that's really dope. Um, NXT did another 800,000, but, man, if, if you want that thing to grow, you got to do things to make it grow. you got to do a few things differently. So we'll see if they if they knee-jerk respond to it. Um, you know, hopefully they don't go too crazy with it. Like, I didn't think – I don't think the show is bad by any stretch. There's stuff that I really like on it, but it's um, – they do have a problem with the way some of these stories are presented. It's a little too chaotic. Like, stay the course. And I think the people that they, they do good with, they do good with. Like, I do think the Hangman Page stuff is good. Um, Kenny, his personality is takes some getting used to, but, you know, they, they're doing good by him. Um, Moxley, even though he doesn't have the title shot right now, they're still treating him like a big deal. So there's, there's good stuff there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I watched the first hour of Dynamite last week, and that was like the big, big difference in the VIP with me and Rich. Like, uh, oh, matter of fact, he didn't see any of it because of football practice or something. So it was like a good thing that I felt at least some of it. And uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's it's one of those things that either I, I get why you. You, it has such a polarizing kind of. It just feels so like big time indie, right? Mm-hmm. Like if it, if it, if a, if a, like because it doesn't it, it it doesn't feel low budget mainstream because it's nothing low. It doesn't look low budget. Or I don't want to make it yeah. Sound. The money's absolutely behind it, it for sure. But it does look big time indie. Mm-hmm. And it feels big time mainstream indie, like just the way they have, just their talent. I mean, I don't even want to, I don't even want to hold you. Like just the talent, they come out and it's just like these guys. Do they have a? Okay, put it this way: Are all the wrestlers responsible individually for their for their looks in AEW? Like I bet they are. I bet it's individually up to up to the to the individual acts, especially the ones that aren't making a ton of money in, in the main events, to have their gear and to get it sewn up and patched up and new stuff when they can get it. They don't have Jan or that lady that WWE has. People take their, oh shit, my damn beads fell off my my, my jacket and I gotta take this to Jan and hook it up. Like, there's a there's a 
uncomfortableness to the control level like that they have in WWE, but there's an, also an organization and a regimented kind of machine kind of thing that you go, well, it's the reason that that's done and it works, at least from our our perspective. And yeah, AEW a- a- I think just needs to be more not polished and because TNT takes care of the TV part, but just their product and their wrestlers and their talent. And I think, so, uh, yeah, a year and a half uh, in, it's just the shine is wearing off, maybe. To some speaking folks. of control, yeah. um, did you watch the Steve Austin documentary? I saw some of it. And by some of it, I mean main parts and that that went around made the rounds and stuff. Okay, so yeah, so I caught it yesterday. Um and this is I the A and E. Yeah, this is the A and E Yeah, Um so yesterday uh, I got to watch the the full thing. Um I think the most interesting parts of it because we, if you listen to this, you watch the Stone Cold documentary. Either the first time around, or you've seen one of the few that WWE has done, including the comprehensive ones. So you've seen all that. The most interesting things about it were uh, Austin really didn't hang out with anybody, like anybody in in the locker room. Like he was cool with a bunch of guys, you know. Like you don't get what if him and Christian don't play phone tag. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't beef with nobody, but yeah. Austin decided, um, and I think part of it is... The paranoia, remember? That was a thing. Exactly, exactly. That's what it is. Like, Austin was very, uh, once he got to that spot, because, you know, it comes from from WCW. I think that um, I'm better than everybody here. Not, and he, this is me not putting words in his mouth, just looking at it from the outside. I'm better than everybody here. I can do all the wrestling. I got a great look. But the guys in front of me are not budging. And management does not see it. So if I ever get to that spot, I got to do everything I can to stay in that spot. And that's not fucking nobody over. That's not lying on nobody. But I have to be insulated, and I have to have a one-track mind about how this thing is supposed to go. Um, And so that led to... You know, he wasn't the most popular guy in the locker room. Um, he was not, uh, you know, it definitely bled over into his personal life, like we've seen and heard from a million times. Um, I think the, from the wrestling aspect, I thought, you know what made him madder than anything? Hmm. When they didn't have a guy ready for him to face. He hated that. Like, how can I do well? if you don't have anybody for me to go against. Like, this ain't the... I mean, we, we heard about it with Jeff Jarrett, right? About how he wouldn't work with Jeff Jarrett because he didn't think Jeff Jarrett was that guy, but apparently... Jarrett and Billy Gunn. Those are the two. Yeah, yeah. And he just... Uh, it, it frustrated him to death, and he was very vocal about it. Um, and when you hear about him and Rock, he was like, no. I, I knew Rock was the guy. I talked about Rock like he was the guy. I talked to Rock like he was the guy. Whenever we worked together, it was no problems. It was respect. We wanted the best out of each other. We bounced ideas. Like, he was very, very, very. And, and then when Rock gets on the documentary, he says the exact same thing about Austin. Like, that, that thing was mutual. They, they, they knew what they could get out of each other. I think that, that's really cool. 
Um, but yeah, man, Austin was Austin was a control freak. Austin uh, didn't want to be put into no kind of bullshit, and he just admits how hard that made his life. Um, he tells a story about how he was drinking. I think he, he said he downed like three bottles of wine a night and then would take three, four, five, six energy drinks to get up, you know, a different type of issue that Kurt Angle had, but similar in ways, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was uh, – it ain't like a dark documentary at all, but it is. It leans into the main. Energy drinks? Is that, are we quoting? Or are we, like, putting a scare quote? This is a quote. This is a quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, no, I get that, but um, do we believe that quote? I, 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 I – because we've never heard he had a pill problem, I'm willing to. He'll be fucking rich, maybe a wrestler at that point. Yeah. You know, like, you have access to energy drink. But he's also drinking, like, he's also drinking wine and not tequila out the bottle. Like, so I'm like, okay. I'll, I'll... Sure. But, if, if, but, but again. And it's wine fucking Ferguson? Again, are we using scare quotes? Yeah. Wine, yeah. Uh-huh. I think... There's nobody who had a bad drug problem that we never heard about having a drug problem. Yeah, I don't know why yeah. he would be the exception. You know right. what I mean? Okay. But, um, That's a good point. And I don't, I'm just causing yeah. trouble. And, and what was interesting to me, you hear about, you know, he admits, like, he didn't like Hollywood. Like, mm. he didn't, he did enough movies to know he didn't want to do movies. And okay. the podcast thing is, is way more comfortable for him. It, it's... That controlled environment, he sets the tone. He gets to talk about things that he's interested in. So, so it was. It was. You know yeah. what? It ha- that has to be the only thing that saves a certain part of the relationship between him and WWE. The fact that he yeah. didn't like once he got to Hollywood and he didn't like, yeah, this ain't for me. I do the reality TV shit in my in my in my podcast, and I'm good. Uh, yeah. Because when that the, the the stuff came across in whatever '98 and he was on that hot run and they didn't want to they didn't want to like have him do let him go mainstream stuff yeah. and shooting stuff and being on set for stuff and missing Raw and they just didn't tell him and he was super pissed and it, it has to be the fact that well it that eventually that those opportunities came like it. There's only so much in 1999, 1998, motherfuckers can't get your, <laughs> can't get your information, can't get, you can't get close to you in any kind of digital way. Yeah, yeah. You can't DM uh, them. Um, oh, so, and here's another, like, really interesting piece that I didn't know about. So when, you know, he, when he left after he wouldn't do the match with Brock, um, you know, Jim Ross reached out to him. It was like, I didn't realize it had been like six months. But when you think about it, it's like, yeah, I guess it was six months. But um, Jim Ross reaches out to him, talks about coming back. So he comes back. He apologizes to the whole locker room. Like, he mm-hmm. gets up in front of everybody and apologizes. I never knew that. Oh, yeah. I think that was I think Wade reported on that. Wade would hate it how he would always, every time it was brought up, he apologized again. Like, he would probably talk about it then. Like, yeah, I'm really sorry for it. How can the guy that's like so upset that they didn't have a guy ready for him and that they were ready to do that with Brock and then like, what are you apologizing for? Like, you were right. I'm apologizing. Like, I get it. You disrupted the TV and whatever. And yeah. I think the biggest thing is how you were upset with the Brock. And this is 
probably some of the confidential and other interview segments produced by WWE over the years influencing. But I remember he was upset with The Rock for telling them the because they had changed the, the changed the F they did the get the F out. Uh, uh, yep. Um, which was about Austin. Yeah, which was clearly about Austin, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know. I mean, it was just a good... I'm not saying The Rock wrote it, it about work. Austin, but they clearly wrote it to get to Austin. Like, that, sure. that's... Yeah. But the fact that Rock um, said it, like, get the F out. Like, well, what the fuck, yeah. man? Like, you know what position I was I got in. love for you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> not even just that. Like, you know what the real deal was. Like, come on, you want to yeah. take that kind of uh, so, treatment? Yeah. And he even talks about how he... uh you know, he would get mad at X writer or whoever, and they were like, all right, Steve, how do you want us to fix it? He's like, God damn it, I don't know. You're the writer. Write something. You know, he he, he was very confident in his abilities, um, but mm-hmm. I think part of the apology was he sat back and realized, well, even though I was right, this is the thing I've done to these people a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, mm-hmm. I'm this guy. You know, I'm not the easiest to work with, and so I think that the for sure, for sure. They were wrong. They were wrong. But I think that knowing how much they had catered to him, and rightfully so, I think that was just a, a man doing a man thing. Yeah. You know, just like, all right, this is what's going to smooth it over. I got people who, you know, because not everybody's eating off Steve Austin, but Steve Austin being there means more money for everybody else for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah, so... Yeah, yeah, and then you and then you remember, Trav. Like you sit back and you remember. It's like, oh my God, this run was like Mania thirteen to Mania nineteen, with gaps in between. This was only six years. That's the craziest part of the whole story. Like this was not, uh, you know, you look at how long Triple H has been around, how long Undertaker was around. This was six years that they're really documenting. So fascinating. Yeah, yeah. They talk about just being. You know, white hot, uh, not having, you know, Hogan burned for a longer time, you know, 84 to damn near 94, uh, or at least in WWF. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Austin, 90, 97 to 99 run in particular, it was just fucking madness. Just, yeah. just. So. I, when I see those, when I, well, real quick, and I see that gla- hear the glass break, and you just see, you know, twelve, eighteen people jump to their feet. Like, no wonder. Uh, I think it's, is it not the dead ass girls? I think it might be those wrestling girls have uh, some merch <laughs> that says the Attitude Era fucked us up. <laughs> right, like we'll just, and it's yeah. not, and that's a different kind of. They were, they're probably thinking of the spots and the, and the over the top stuff. It was just so hot and just, yeah, yeah, you, you, well, yeah, yeah. I understand how, yeah, those Greensboro folks and those Memphis people, and you know, in the late seventies, early eighties, probably felt like, yeah, other wrestling just ain't shit. This the real shit. Look at all these people and just being there and or watching the TV mm-hmm. every week. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Owens is on the documentary, and he's wearing his Stun Owens Stun shirt, of course, because you're supposed to. Like, it makes sense. But he's like, yo, he's like, Steve Austin 
was so good. Like, and I was, you know, I was a kid and I love watching Steve Austin. He's like, Steve Austin was so good that like he makes it hard for us to this day because you'll meet people and they say, what do you do? And I'm like, yo, I'm a, yeah, I'm a wrestler for WWE. They're like, oh man, that's really cool. Yeah, I think I've seen you. Like, you know, you're cool. You know, you're not Steve Austin, but like, you're cool. Mm-hmm. And it's like Kevin Owens caught shit for that on social media, like for saying that like Stone Cold makes it hard for them to do what they do. It's like guys, like like he ain't lying. Like that's not a sign of giving up. Like it's a different, it's a different time. It's a different show. He was allowed to do different things. Like the world was different. Like you can't not Kevin Owens for saying something that's a hundred percent true. Like it, it'd be like somebody saying. uh, I could be as good as Lawrence Taylor if they relax the rules. Like, no, 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 no. That's, that, that's, that's well, no, I'm, I'm sorry. What? It's not like it's not like that. It's let me let me take that back. Hmm. It's like somebody saying that Lawrence Taylor was so good, and the, without including context, Lawrence Taylor was so good that I'm always going to be in his shadow regardless of how many sacks I get or how many defensive players of the year. It'd be like Aaron Donald saying that people say I'm great, but they say I'm no Lawrence Taylor. It's not him like, it's not him saying that he doesn't think he's good. He doesn't believe in his abilities. It's like, yo, it was just different then. You know what I'm saying? Like this was also a different man of a different time. He ain't fucking LT. Like as good as he is. Like, you know, that's just a different kind of everybody. Everybody's not going to be the one in a generation or once in a lifetime type of yeah. talent and put it together with the personality and the coach and the defense and fucking uh, scheme and all that that makes him super successful. Even though Aaron Donald okay. is a percent bad. Yes. <laughs> I'm thinking about how good Aaron Donald is. I'm like, he is actually that. He might have been a bad example, but yes, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, boy. Uh, and I would just say really quick, like SmackDown, um, you know, Roman comes out talking that cash shit. No Edge, no Daniel Bryan. Cesaro comes out. Cesaro wants that shot. Um, Cesaro beats Jay Uso in the main event. So, you know, we'll see if – we'll see where that goes. My man, main event, Jay. Um, Bianca comes out and celebrates. Uh, so, yeah, and Sasha is like fucking – Sasha's seething right She's now. Seething. Sasha yeah. no part of this shit. Yeah. Sasha lost her fucking shit. So we'll see about that. Yeah, I was upset at the first in the first segment when they just walked out on uh, on Cesaro. I was like, what kind of uh, like what are they doing? But it became that man good. They weren't just like, oh, let's just disrespect them for the sake of disrespecting them. They disrespect him, and he took it. I took it personally. And but let's talk about disrespect. They, hmm. Trav, they can't help themselves, man. They showed that fucking Cesaro fireman's carry spin six times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's that's so fucking cheesy, and it does. I don't get it. I don't understand. Wait, it. We all thought it was good. Yeah, I mean, maybe they did overdo it. And they even bought it up. They called it the like, greatest move in WrestleMania history. Oh. Oh, wow. I did not hear that. Like, like, <laughs> like so first off, it, it was probably the greatest history, uh, greatest move in, like, uh, Gotcha versus fucking Hackenschmidt, too. It's not like the newest cool. move. 
it, it's an amazing feat that probably three people can do. Like, I, mean, I understand yeah, that part of it. It's like been the most in pro wrestling and carnival shit for well, forever. He, I mean, Trey, we were watching it. It was an impressive way, no hands and all yeah, that. Yeah, it was cool. But, like, no, it's like, <laughs> the greatest move. Jeff Hardy didn't die jumping off a damn ladder through a damn table. For you to yeah, call Shelton Benjamin didn't up, run up the ladder. The yeah, the edge with the spear. Yeah. Shelton Benjamin didn't run up that damn ladder and flip off the top of that bitch outside the ring for you to call this the greatest move. Like, come on, guys. Come on. That and I understand that you sell Cesaro, but, like, Cesaro is, can, can do that kind of stuff. Like, it was just... Cesaro, again, like, damn, I didn't call it the fucking... I can see if like Cesaro like did that like nice suplex he does where the guy he the guy dead weights him over the on the apron and he brings him over the top. Yeah. Cesaro's probably like I got so many better moves. I got them in the tank. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but it's like don't show it six times and every time call it the greatest like, it was just overkill. It was it very unnecessary. Yeah, so but that's wrestling. Yeah, that's yeah, wrestling. yeah. Bianca's promo, her 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 segment with the uh, um, Street Profits. With the Street Profits, uh, maybe have the Street Profits lose next week, and not have to stand yeah, out there have and, then, like, and then lose like five minutes, you know, ten fifteen minutes after like the big inspirational thing with the guy's wife. And, yeah, but Bianca's part and her celebration was just you know supernatural. And look at her; she was having the time of her life. Really means, obviously means a lot. I'm not all into the oh I'm out here living my dream and all that stuff, being focal points of of, of people's uh, stuff. But you can't help genuine emotion, and it was clear that you know, for sure. Was, and if you follow her on Instagram, like I did, it was her, her birthday week too. So yeah, yeah, it's, it was really at the house celebrating. Like they were that week, it was really yeah, lit. Yeah. Um, and I and I and I showed Natalie. Uh, we watched. I showed her the Bianca uh, Sasha match from WrestleMania, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was it was. I was trying. I was trying my best not to be emotional. Yeah. Right. Like even though I, I saw the match already, I wasn't necessarily emotional at your crib when we watched it. Right? It was just like, oh yeah, we we cheered and and hooped and hollered and stuff, but. I I found myself when watching with Natalie like this is such a quality representation of pro wrestling. Like when I would make all my friends watch Joe Kobayashi or Joe Kobashi. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you oh you watch wrestling? Yeah, these motherfuckers dropping each other on their head, chopping each other 150 times. Like that kind of like pride and there's nothing embarrassing about this match and I Cringing, they're not miss, you know, beyond like the the wrestling part, not missing spots and 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 just looking good, but like the promotional aspects of it, the the everything, it was just top notch pro wrestling. Take pride in the the the, the genre that I'm fucking nuts about, and. Uh, and you know, not that Natalie some kind of like down looks down her nose or anything, but that wrestling, but it was just like watch she just watching her and yeah, enjoy it as much as she did. And so mm-hmm. again, top notch on the level, just 
quality entertainment. Just good. Good shit. Such good shit. So, oh, quick question. Uh, does Peacock, the WWE section, I, 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 I uh, gave in and invited the cock into my life. Does it not have a ah, live ah. stream aspect or function? Oh, just like, as, as like a, I, don't, I don't think so anymore. Only I think when it's only when like like mm. ah. I'm like, oh, okay, let me throw something on in the background. I got Peacock. Mm. You're going to make a choice. I got to pick some, yeah, I got to pick some shit. God damn it. You, you um, wanted to watch this. No. All right, just another thing. Damn it, Peacock. Eventually, maybe they'll have a, a stream. I don't want to hold them too hard. But, um, all right. So, uh, some minutes. Let's go on the lines. Hit us up on the Constellation Lines, 347-202-0103. To have your voice heard on the East Coast cast. Let's uh, start things up in New York and... Uh, Talk to Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, what's happening? What up? What's up, fellas? What's going on, man? Hey, man. Yeah. I, 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 you know, we didn't get to start going last week on Mania. You know, we from uh, hundreds of fucking little back in the one night before. The next night after Mania or, le- or two nights ago uh, now? Oh, shit. Two nights ago, I was trying to see. No, no. I didn't love it. I didn't love it. I thought Charlotte was good. I think that I think that her reverting back to that character, I didn't like that. <laughs> Get this shit out that room. <laughs> oh, throw it away. Oh, yeah. 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 What did they make of the deserve? One thing that Johnny Ass got his spot back. Um, Last month, when he came back over there, you know, the, the, the head of town relations, I already knew where the shit was going, man. Uh, back to the blondes, baby. Back to the blondes. And while I'm thinking about it, real quick before I forget, um, I don't know if I just never noticed, but Indy Hartwell? Like, it wasn't as soon as she was standing up on the apron ta- uh, about to kiss, um, Fucking Dexter Loomis. I don't know if it was the fact that she's about to kiss that motherfucker, where I, you know, or like, damn, she's good in them uh, white pants or whatever. She's so fucking corny. She's fucking corny. Oh, I don't disagree. I think she's. I think she's playing it well. I really do think she's like. They're all playing the idea like. Why are you letting him distract you? Like, what are you doing? Yo, the funniest part on NXT, right? Um, so, so yeah, real quick. Uh, so, Candice and Indy went to go talk shit to, uh, to Amber and Shashi. <laughs> and Candice was like, yo, you got to stop playing with that, man. You can't even worry about boys right now. Like, we're trying to get these titles back. So, Candice gets in their face talking shit. And she's like, yo, we got something for you. And she turns around and Indy's gone. And Candice looks at him. Candice, dumbass tries to slap the water bottle out of Ember's hand and then run away, which she could have just walked away. 
She tried to suck the water bottle out of Hannah, run away, and they snatched her ass up, brought her in the locker room, closed the door, and beat her ass. I wonder if that was a, I wonder if that was an homage to the uh, Dave Chappelle, uh, George Bush skit. Yo, I laughed so hard at that shit. Yo, why did she slap the bar? She could have just left. <laughs> they beat the shit out there, girl. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay. But okay. I'm not I'm not I'm not feeling uh uh this carry on call, so I just stopped though. No way. He's just he's just there. It's not even yeah. a, a, a like a shot, like he's just there. What they can do to me, even on me, I'm sure who ate him right now when he first got the title. Like, that's me and that. Yeah, they made him the monster dude, and uh, I don't know. I don't see it with him, but they did pretty good, you know, the way he's you know, taking upwards. So they did decent, they did a bigger number than last week. So, you know, that's getting better. I don't know if y'all touched on it. <laughs> Because I don't know if y'all got it last week or if y'all touched on it in the top of the show. Mm. You know, with the release of Samoa Joe, like probably. I don't know how. It's one of those things, Mike. That shit happened the day after the Fucking, we went off the air yet last week. So a whole week goes by. Yes. Uh, a lot of releases. A lot of cuts. A lot of. Right. Couple of baffling ones that make that are having people scratching their heads like, what? Of all the people you're gonna cut, talk about this cuts, man. Yeah, I mean, this guy, I mean, this woman, this team, you know, like. Oof. I mean, they might they, they might as well as gonna just say, you know, I'm just thinking to be speaking because nobody knows what they really do, but they might as well, they might as well just say, huh, pack your bags and. Hey, Tony Khan, here's the gift. Because you know that's probably one of the guys he works with, you know, watching. Was Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I really do wonder how much Joe was like. to stay in the States. But if Joe's like, hey, yeah. I've raised my kids, and they're, you know, I don't know how old yeah. Joe's kids are, but they're not two and five, four and five anymore like they were when he was, when he took that TNA deal, I forget. 10, 12 years ago. I mean, but they're probably preteens or whatever, and it's not a thing to be in Japan for three months at a time right. or, or six weeks at a time. And man, who did I say I wanted to I see mean, Rusev in fucking New Japan? And I didn't get that. Right. So I'm now hoping for well, Joe to go there, break some interest, well, at least from me, to New Japan. Well, we might not. We we might we might get that. We might get both of them in New Japan. Oh yeah, they're all. And by New Japan, they might because that's why they're crossing over and all that shit. So we (laughs) might end up on dynamite anyway. Yeah, I'd be remiss if we all be fools and to not think that Tony Khan is not going to try to walk in the country. And with that being said, you know, having Punk with the little Twitter thing, and then my, you know, my boy, he came up with a concept of. You know, if they wanted to do it, if, you know, they could. I mean, they could just try to start dropping some of the people that they not. You know, they can't push everybody. And that's the one problem with AEW. They try to push everybody on inside of two hours. But the concept he came up with is have, you know, Punk Joe 
Andrade and possibly Seth Blanchard coming out here, you know, they don't want to be faction or unit or whatever the fuck is going to be. Let's see where it goes from there. And, you know, what you answering about that? I mean, as a group, is this is like a faction, at least, to start? Yeah. I don't know. It's like mega... I don't know. It's a lot of personality. Mega is what you mean. You, you said mega, you meant mega. Um, yeah, you throw Tessa Blanchard. My thing... I don't know if that's Who's the kid, the snooty guy I don't like? Uh, his name's, uh, it doesn't matter what his name is. He's a wrestling journalist guy. And he was like, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, and Double or Nothing or whatever. He's like, who says no? I was like, nigga, CM Punk and Samoa Joe say no. Like, I don't know if, um, I don't know if at this stage in the game, those guys can come back and recreate the magic that they had. And that's just wearing no. their... Um, no. like of being in the ring. I think, um, nah, he, he doesn't comment on things that actually happen in the world. Um, but no, um, I'm, I'm curious about, uh, like to flip it up. Like, I'm mean, yo, where's Billy Kay going to land? Like, that's really who I'm like, yo, that's the one I need to know what he's going to do. Cause like, I, I would, if I had a women's division in wrestling, and I had the ability to sign people, I would go after her. Peyton Royce, like, if they come as, like, a, you know, as a duo, package deal, an okay. But I'm like, yeah. um, What did I say six months ago when they split them up eight months ago? They they, they went with the wrong one. (laughs) One, they they should have split them up, and two, they went with the wrong one. As if one or the other is going to be, or both are going to be gone within six months. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that they split them, and it's even ridiculous that they couldn't find anything to do with what they did. They Billy Kay was killing I mean, it. I mean, yeah, on, on the way out the door, killing it. Right. And how defensive that fucking women's side division is, they might right. be taking them apart. Right. right. I mean, well, and I this mean, isn't I'm a shot. Like, like, not a shot at all, because I don't, I don't really get down like that. But yo, like, yeah. You got Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose, who seem to be a team together because they both lift weights and are blonde and tanned. That seems to be, like, the the, the shtick. And, like, again, who's that for? That's that's not a knock on either of them, but who is this supposed to get? Because, like, it ain't been what's up. You know what I'm saying? Like, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, with those, if you hit those two, I don't understand, you know what I mean, especially with Joe. I mean, even with Tony Khan, if Joe is healthy enough, you know, I mean, he, Joe could stand alone on his own because he could still do enough to get, you know what I mean, to work with all these guys, you and probably one of the best on the mic. In the industry right now, like mm-hmm. you know, behind Moxley and all, uh, Patty Kingston, who could give you that real killer promo. Like, to be told, I mean, my man came up with that concept without the shot, but to be told, I'm gonna see Joe, you know, I'm gonna see them, you know, once he becomes a devil move, and if he goes there, which his contract is enough until you know, mid July, after the 90 day no competing, though. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna see him being like more like the, the you know the leader of team time. 
and him just creeping up from behind and choking up, choking out on with the, the big kid called Brian Cage. Getting Cage out of there? Hey, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but if they do that, that's it for Brian Cage. No, because they got he's not going like they want to break him out and turn him big, like as he's a beast. That's Good luck with that. That's what I'm saying. I guess they feel like maybe that. You know that's absolutely what they want to do, though. He ain't lying. The pizza esque, you know, you know, high grade Goldberg type baby, you know, until they get Waldo up, you know, to a place where he, you know, what I mean, because to me, I see more Waldo than you know him and. Another guy, like I'm telling y'all, get it to travel, get it to that MLW. Because that kid, uh, what's his dude, uh, Brian, H- uh, what's his name, Brian Hammerstone or whatever his name, he started. Alex Hammerstone? Who? A monster. A kid. Yeah, he, 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 hey, so for the folks that are paying attention, has something changed with Wardlow's uh, wardrobe? Because he, like, started, like, dressing like whacker. Like he used to have like the suits and just become a low key and as he like yeah, done some something. blazer coat, you know what I mean? Little blazer coat thing on. I don't know. I have Which is more of the same. He hasn't like you haven't noticed that yeah. going out of his way to be like hmm. talking and you know trying to draw attention. Okay. But yeah, I mean I could see him in the future, you know, as one of their future prospects, but right now they see him in the ratings, the big draw that they got. Homegrown talent, Bobby Allen. It's segment, yeah. you know, going to be. <laughs> and that's, He's having you know, some that, really good matches. He really is. Yeah, that got to be very encouraging for those who set out there because they created a new star. I mean, I ain't saying he's a mega star yet, but they, you know, they created a new star, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, in his pocket, uh, and, um, uh, you know what to call that man. Oh, Cassidy, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, people been him, right? I mean, me, I press I this jungle boy over um, Cassidy. And they got you know, some jungle boy. Like, in the long run, yes. Like, in who I'm trying to turn into, like, real money, y- yes. But that's. Orange Cassidy still. I mean, I'm sticking with my guns. I'm sticking with my guns. The money hell, the money guy, as soon as they get him, you know, to a, you know, a broader spot in his story with the pinnacle and NJF. Like, I, I, I'm not going to. Yeah, you know, absolutely. He's the money hell. Like, he's the next money hell. So, I mean, they got a lot. They got a lot going on right now. The last week showed pretty good. I like the, you know, the young buck as it. Like, now we see they're better off as it. They absolutely are better off as it, for real. Better off as it. Did you, did you, Mike, did you hear uh, Dave Meltzer? That was like, "Mm, their storytelling and formatting might not be, uh, might not be working out so great. About um, about just show in general, like he was saying, dynamite. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, so, it, I mean, 
some week is cohesive. Other weeks, that's just all over the fucking place. It's like six or something. I mean, I give them credit because they have patience. They don't hot shot shit like we see every Monday night, which is we see the same fucking people versus each other for the same for about seven, eight months. Yeah. Now, if not longer. Mike, to, to, you know to bring that to perspective real quick, my man Sean Ross Sapp said um, this is – this week was the 15th time since September that some combination of Naomi and Lana and Nia Jax and uh, Shayna Baszler wrestled each other. And he's like, what the fuck did Shayna Baszler do? Why? She's always the fall guy. And on NXT, who buried uh, Tony Storm? She's just fucking invisible. This is the biggest <laughs> Attacking the jobbers? Like, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Her and Zoe Stark yeah, got beef. Yeah, I'm saying. Tony Storm got to be 4'8". I mean, some weeks, a lot of weeks, most weeks, they're all over the fucking place with these storylines. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I, I like it, but I want to see a little bit more serious in you know what I'm saying? Instead of this fucking wonky supposed to be out of his mind champion. I guess, you know, after the match is won, maybe he could let you know. But I'm I'm curious to see who his opponent gonna be for um the all out shit because as you can see they're building towards Moxley and Kate versus the Young Bucks, which I think that's gonna be that's gonna be a crazy match right there. So, Mike, let me ask you this. when is Eddie or when is Rich Swan gonna come to impact? Are gonna come to dynamite and cut a promo? Shit, the way it's looking, never worry, never worry, thirty first. Man, like it just seems like that would be ideal for this thing you're trying to do. Right. Like, I think the other guy show up on your show. Set up over there is AEW or somebody don't steal them after you know the contract has been um the Ace Austin kid. He should have been, you know what I mean? The kid ate Austin. I think that's the next guy they're trying to set up over there on Impact. And did you, and did you guys hear that MLW signed a deal with Vice TV? No. They're really they trying to get in the rest. They're going to stay in the rest of Vice TV. They're going to be leading. Wait, said Vice TV or Vice? No, Vice TV, the same oh, shit. Okay. So they okay. They yeah. They're going to be the leader for Dark Side of the Ring. Hey. And you know they got the okay. archive shit. I was kind of looking at the archive games and digging that too. They got Funk up there. I mean, it's a bit. Who the fuck I mean, is Vice Land? Too much about the history of it, but. Uh, uh, I mean, obviously, somebody's at Vice Land, a wrestling fan, but. Damn, yeah, got to that's, that's just like, yeah, we fucks with wrestling heavy. <laughs> we want that well, shit. Because, you know, their whole programming, you know, gritty and pretty real, you know, uh, stuff. And so, you know, that would be like, as far as wrestling goes, they, they fit fit right in. Exactly. I was going to say, really well, really grounded. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even Premier's makes it, and the kicks off with um, two hours. Brian Taylor, Doc. Yep. Speaking of Doc, did you guys catch the A&E Austin Yeah, we talked about that. 
a little yeah. earlier, man. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought it was really good. Really good way of doing. See, they got Dwayne on there, fresh, you know, interviews. That's how you could tell, like, you know, that was the biggest, you know, long feud ever in the early 2000s. For sure. Undoubtedly. Undoubtedly. Three WrestleMania, you know what I mean, together. Huh? I mean, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I, I even watched the, um, the joint that came on after that where they looking for, like, archives or, you know, old artifacts. Yeah, so what was that? It was, it was, it was like, digging in the crates? What are they looking for? Yeah, they were looking for the first one. Like, every week they're going to have legend on there. Looking for you know old artifacts, wings, you know wings, watches, and things of that nature. So, artifacts is the Yeah, that's what they call it. Yeah, go figure. So you know they had Triple H and Stephanie on there. But the objective was for them to find. They had to find original one of the original uh, Mr. Sackles, one of the original um, Captain Jack shirts. And the original mankind, the original um, shirt he had when he first came, the leather, mm. the leather shirt with the brown. So they had the like burlap sack shirt or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the brown thing. Yeah, mm. the original one was leather, leather, and it was you know it was bought at an auction. A few things, and you know they got a few guys. They got one guy to get something away from free. And the other two, they paid them and gave them a song like the warehouse. And then at the end, um, they redid, you know, the introduction to Mr. Sacco. Stephanie knocked on Vince's door and left him in Vince's office. Vince acting like he didn't want to, you know, Vince knows when the camera's on. So he acted like he didn't want to hug Nick Foley at first and then he hugged him and all that. Foley get out. Right, it was pretty good. It was, I mean, it's more entertaining than. And what show. is this on? Like, who who has this show? It comes on A and E. Like Oh, this is still A and E. Okay. Yeah, every Sunday after, you know, the um biographies of I, I forget how many people they do. All I know is next week is Roddy Piper. After every show, you know that'll be on. <laughs> I mean, on the SmackDown front, we all know it's the Roman show. Yes, sir. It's the Roman show. And yeah, for this much. year for the, for the draft or whatever, I don't see, like, who the fuck came from Raw and who came from SmackDown. Because everybody on Raw has been, like, defined down so crazy. It's like, who a value can you bring over there besides the new McIntyre? That's probably the most you can do. But if you say him for more, it's like, you know what I mean, what's left? Mm, yeah. That's why I kind of don't like, kind of don't like Cole saying that he's not done with, uh, kind of like Cole saying he's not done with O'Reilly, because I'm like, dog, be done, though. <laughs> like, yeah. go, go fight somebody. Go fight somebody new. You can do it, man. Right. Right, unless they, you know, hot shot and get the belt off of uh, his cross kid and bring him up because he seems to be a guy that Vince would like. To me, it's just the interest because 
the hot chick, and then once the bell rings, downhill on that with him. Like, I mean, they should just get a fight and just pile around. If you ask me, let him get along with it. He's more in the Let's go have these good-ass yeah. matches real quick. Right. I don't see it with this guy. I, I, I just don't. It's just something with him that was not clicking with me. It wasn't, he was okay. And, and that's what it is. You know, I don't know. Hmm. Even Roddy Kyle uh, gets to show a little personality now. You know, with his, yeah. with his gear, with his outfits, and just his mannerisms, you know, his glasses, and just, just to say some things. And he's growing on me. Like, not just as a wrestler, but how he's developing as a, as a, as a personality and a character on the show. It's like, oh, well, he's been the, the quiet like doofus looking one that'll kick your face off all these years. Right. And and like wow, every week he's get you see more and more personality. You know, he's got his little mohawk and <laughs> his jacket and he's just yeah, cool cool looking guy. And uh yeah, they let him talk and he's got some shit to say. And a cool way of saying it. And I'm gonna leave y'all with this way tonight, Garvey or Jungle Boy. That's all I got. Somebody else, you know. Appreciate you, Mike. Um, I mean, I, it's for the, it's for the, for the. Uh, if it's for the trap, I would say Darby still. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just don't. I guess I was gonna I started to say earlier, like out of the two. But it, it was with it was about Orange Cassidy. But even out of the two, Darby Allen, I'm still I want. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's Jungle, Jungle Boy time just yet. In Jungle Boy, but yeah, not 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 yet. I just don't think they've done a good job of. It's probably because he has to hang around a fucking literal dinosaur and you know, literal, a, a literal. Somebody made that joke today. Somebody said, I wish somebody would do something to a literal dinosaur. And then my man Joel from Fightful was like, that would bring me joy in capital letters. I was like, you are such a fucking dickhead. Like, <laughs> leave, them, leave them people alone, man. <laughs> so, oh, man. It's, it's probably not until he gets uh, un, unpaired from those two. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or, or he turns heel. And kicks Marco Stunt out of the group, and it's just him and. <laughs> you just wanted to kick Marco Stunt out of the group. <laughs> that was just him and had nothing to do with the turn. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That probably wouldn't turn him heel. So, and I think about it. Like, Let's go, Jungle Boy. And he did you start using his fucking name. Jungle Boy Jack Perry or whatever. Like, you say the whole goddamn thing. Get people used to Jungle Boy. It's not a, not a name that's going to go far. Yeah. Yeah, you got to be a, a fucking Jungle Boy. Like, Shawn yeah, Michaels was clearly a man when he was the Heartbreak Kid, but, like, you are, you look like a boy. So, like, are you going to be Jungle Man? Like, it, it's, I understand. Like, yeah. there's, there's a way to present this. And, it's uh, just, it's going to work. When it's time to transition out of being Jungle Boy, it'd be so much easier if he's already known as Jungle Boy Jack Perry, and then you can For just sure. start phasing out the fucking Jungle Boy part. For sure. 
It's gonna be a jungle man. It's coming. He's, yeah, yeah jungle uncle. His, his, his second, uh, his second, maybe third growth spurt. Then he'll, then he'll be jungle man. Yeah. But he's, yeah, but no, but he's the guy long term that I agree. I think I think long term babyface like him. You got Paige. Um, I think that uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page being together. I don't. I think that's just something for those guys to do for right now. You know what I mean? But you do got the uh, you got the Bowen kid. You got uh, Max Caster who should just not rap and he'll be fine. They got they got some people down there. But yeah, I think long term Jungle Boy man. Jungle Boy is the guy that they are. Invested in, it, they know what they got in them. He's gonna, you're gonna have him, MJF, Darby up there. Like, yeah, they're gonna have a, a nice little mixture. And Ricky Starks again, right, right there. They just gotta decide to pull the trigger on that kid, man. And and I know he's in Team Taz, but I haven't heard a ton about Will Hobbs since he's gotten in like the storyline. They've been doing the Darks and the, you know, they've been doing the Darks yeah. and they've been doing the elevations. They haven't really been like wrestling on TV. They're a group and they're in a promo every week on TV, but yeah, yeah. All right. Let's uh, stay in the Northeast and uh, go over a state. Just cross the bridge, talk to Kylan and Newark. Kylan, what's going on? What up? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing this week? Doing all right. What do you mind? Things okay. All right, let's here for the third installment of the Peacock Report. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard it, Colin, but I broke down and, and, and got it. So so I'll be able to uh, confirm uh, these, uh, these reports. Well, go ahead, what you got? This, this week, for some reason, we had the first two episodes of Wrestling Challenge, which were originally on WWE Network, the September 6, 1986, Hello, and, and September 13, 
and many other things are. If, if you women don't... Women the WWE tab. They have a movie tab? I can watch Fast and Furious 6 for some reason? Oh, because Rock's in If you don't already have them added, added into your watch list, which I... I what I what I did was add all the stuff that I already had in, in my network watch list in as soon as I subscribed to Peacock so I didn't have to exert myself trying to find it. But so, okay, okay, go ahead. The, 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 the first two... The first two years of Raw have also officially been added Mm. with with only about six episodes missing. So we're still waiting on more seasons of SmackDown and Nitro and... Nitro to eventually be added, but they're coming. And the cru- the Cruiserweight Classic was also added today. Both years? Wait, wasn't it two years? N- no, May Young was two years. May Young, yeah, only one Cruiserweight Classic. Damn it, so TJP's look like the, the one fucking... The crown fucking jewel. <laughs> I remember being hyped as shit when he was. You know, he's a shitty person. Look, watch him dab. He's gonna do that shit. <laughs> so real quick on the uh, Peacock, they have a tabs just for the rocks uh, movies. They got Fast Six. His SNL parents in two thousand. His SNL parents from like twenty eighteen. Uh, Young Rock. It's a synergy with USA, USA, uh, Universal NBC, the Rundown, um, Survivor Series. I guess he was in this particular Survivor Series. Maybe that was the one with the Truth and Miz. His game show. His SNL parents, I guess, from this year or last year. Damn. Oh, he's been on SNL. Oh, he's been on SNL a couple. He was on. Oh, yeah. He was on there. A, I know at least uh, the what most recent one. Then, of course, WrestleMania 2000. I don't know how many more times he hosted after that. Two more between those two. He's a four-time. Next time he'll get his his his, his jacket. His five-time hosting jacket. That's that right. <laughs> okay, I hear it's these shows and events. Two or five live. Twenty-five years of Triple H. Good lord. Again. 25 years of Triple H, six years of Austin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Camp WWE. Oh, I'm glad they, made, they got Camp WWE ported over. Silly-ass show. This bad. <laughs> they have a women of WWE tab. Yeah. It's cool. Oh, oh did, did, I, did I miss Camp WWE? Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Trevor. See? Of course, I'll I'll never watch it, but... (laughs) 
You can't let your biases uh, uh, interfere with your reporting. That's the first rule of uh, journalism, Kyle. It's bad it's fake news, man. Come on. Has anyone has anyone seen Heaven yet? I saw the I saw her on ESPN or something. I was like, oh, that's the chick that's doing the documentary on WWE Network about. Yeah. And watch it, Kyle. You watch Heaven? Say something. Did you guys happen to address 
why Billy Kay and Peyton Royce were released. Beyond the perceived injustice and kind of injustice, but, you know, the kind of stupidity, I guess, of releasing them because they as talented as they are in their fan base that they've cultivated. Do you have some kind yeah, of you or insider news? You're, you're going to get a real kick out of this. Okay. Bi- Billy Kay and Peyton Royce were released because Ke- Kevin Kevin Dunn went to visit one day at a raw at a raw or at a raw taping, I think, and told him, "I don't, I don't get them. I don't yeah. like them." Yeah, so he doesn't get it. This was the it duo. Was that this was, years old. Is this the breaking up of the, or is this more recent since they've been broken up? I, I, I don't, I don't know for sure. Mm. I, I, I wonder if this is like five, six I month old for, stuff finally I getting out, or if I, this is. Well, their release. Huh? Give a fuck. Get and and stop missing them shots. Fuck. <laughs> you don't even got you got half the shots now because of how this shit is set up. Stop missing shots and get in the camera and do your fucking directorial technical shit. What? Nobody asked about your goddamn opinion. You fucky too fast. Well, of course. Vince listens to everything. Of course. I've been listening to the fucking worst people. I've been listening to the people that don't know shit about talent, wrestling. (laughs) Fuck. When does he owe Kevin Dunn's father, dead ass father, that he's making us suffer all these goddamn decades later with uh, (laughs) his son's bullshit? Fuck. Yeah. Probably one of those things he promised his dad. Know. That's like why the Blue Albano and all those dudes stuck around for Freddie Blassie, you know, for as long as they did because he yeah, promised his dad. Now, do you a solid playboy? Last vestiges of that. Fuck out of here. But I get, I guess it, pay, I guess it pays for for your dad to save a bunch of. Television tapes from from roasting in a fire. Okay, yeah. take it easy. All right, let's uh, appreciate you, Kylan. We'll uh, we'll talk to you talk to you next week, hopefully. Let's um, let's head to Georgia and talk to Darrell. Darrell, what's going on? What up? What's going on, you guys? How y'all doing today? Doing okay? Doing all right. Yeah. Okay, now I hear selling hot pies like you. What you doing, huh? Oh, no, that's what you doing, brother. Oh, chill out. Chill out. Speak ice. Shh. Shh. Oh, oh. Are y'all out here doing it on PPP loan fraud? Man, somebody was called the the Hellcat PPP LLC. They're not even trying, dog. 
are not even trying. I am using this money to buy a Hellcat. That's what I'm I was going to say, you mean Hellcat like a car? Hellcat? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, Peter versus Conti tonight. Okay. All this Tay Conti Conti is so much better shit I've been hearing the last few months. Mm-hmm. Oh, Hobbs on the on t- Oh, he's wrestling Christian. <laughs> he's like L. Billy Gunn. Yeah, Billy Gunn. Yeah, man. You already posted a link where you can go check the and they posted where you can see the people's address and what they got and what bank account it went to. Or what mm-hmm. bank it went to. Yeah, but but that Austin documentary told me a lot about Ben Daniel 
perspectives. You know, um, also was waiting to, uh, for competitors, and you still you still don't have people built up right now. Um, the mm-hmm. fight who's supposed to be number one to help somebody get and, um, to another level. And what it also told me is that I don't think Ben ever built the star. He has helped magnify stars who built themselves, but he never built the star. Yeah. I think John Cena for sure. Um, That's just. I mean, I know. He found his own. He found his own um, thing that kept him in. But, but no, if the if the thing is somebody I wanted to go with initially, somebody who I pegged from the jump to be that guy, it's, I mean, I, I think Rock's that. I think I think that that's Rock. Um, Angle. Like, even though Angle was an Olympic gold medalist, he still wasn't a pro wrestler. Um, I think Angle. Oh, there's, there's some guys in there. There's some guys in there. He's being hyperbolic just for just for the. You can't say, but when you listen, like when you listen to Austin tell the story, and I'm pretty sure when Rock tell the story, it wasn't direction by Vince that found that they found they got themselves over. They got themselves over. Austin, he found that by trying not doing the Stone Cold and, you know, adding that, that mug and that mean mug into it and stuff like that. Because he was the, he was the ringmaster. Yeah, Austin had a better ring. idea for Austin than Vince did for sure. That there, There's no denying that part. Oh, Rocky, Rocky, my idea. He's playing two different people. He's playing a Samoan and a black man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> With the with the um yeah, uh, with the um curl hair um soul glow hair. You looking kind of uh, crazy. Super hair and stuff like that. Yeah, so, you know, stripper hair. Um, um, John Cena ruthless aggression. And Kashida. That was a mistake. Because them the tights that Kashida got on on right now. Um. Those are wow. the tights that Kushida has. He definitely has John Cena tights on. The two-toned... Uh, and no shoes. Colors, yeah. City, city dependent color scheme. Yep. Right marketing and stuff like that. 
Yeah. No, no, you were always talking about how he's such a good promoter. He's the better, best promoter ever, not the best booker. And there's something, something to that. But you know, this he's had too many. He's, had, he's been a part of too much. Uh, been a part of and at the head of the thing for too long. Just had, and had too many people become superstars to say he didn't make any star. He just magnifies them. Like, well, like I don't want to give credit. Like it's one thing to say Vince isn't a fucking creative genius, right? That shit was going around for a few years. Like, no, he he just took people's work ideas that people already showed would definitely work. And, and just had the budget and the platform to do it in a better way or in a bigger way. And, I mean, Attitude mm-hmm. Era versus ECW shit and all that kind of stuff. But he still did it. Even if he had to get dragged kicking and screaming into it, he still did it. He still had Austin go out there and fucking feud with him for, for a year and turn Austin into the biggest fucking global fucking megastar. That wasn't because Austin was out there being Austin. It was because... Vince was one on the other side of that a lot of you know for a lot of that time in the, in the in his early payoff, but also Vince doing you know come on like the idea that Vince wasn't an integral part in Stone Cold becoming Stone Cold or John Cena becoming John Cena or HBK becoming HBK is ridiculous. Just. Integral part, yeah, and magnifying that stardom and making it seem bigger than what it is, just like he did with the He's the fucking boss, so he made him. Like, come on. Like, that's how it works. He's the, He has the final say on everything, so he gets the credit when things go good, and he obviously he gets credit or, you know, blame when shit goes bad. And, DC, the, oh, oh, well, and when characters go I 
I'm just saying, I'm saying that to say you can see why he's having the issue that he have now, and you only using. I think this week they only used um, 20 people on Raw on the three-hour show. And back in the Attitude Era, they were what? On average, they were using more people in the Attitude Era when they had a two-hour show than they do when they got a three-hour show. They used 20 people on Raw. That's why you see in the same matches. That's why you see um, the Hurt Business, the former Hurt Business numbers. The Viking Raiders, two weeks in a row. I can tell you the new people on the show. The two new people on Raw that they haven't they haven't been used in a week prior was um um Real Ripley and um and um I hit the um not Angel Garza but um his cousin. Who haven't been on this who haven't been on he was this is his second time being on Raw. Humberto Carrillo, yeah. This is his second time on Raw. Oh he got my gosh. Why do they have Seamus do that to him? Oof. That was a ass. That's what I'm saying. Whoop it. Yes, it was. <laughs> and y'all were talking about the gram, too. The gram was only, um, it, it just became five months. It was just five months old just a couple of days ago. What? What was five months old? The draft. The, the um, WWE draft. It was five. It was just became five months. Just five months ago, huh? Damn. They have a draft in December. That's not five months. That's, that's, that's a couple of months ago. It's April. Five months. What you mean? Like, so we're in the fourth month of the year. They had they, they had the, the end of October. Okay, so seven. Okay. I don't count. <laughs> Kevin uh, Craig says Kevin Dunn helped Vince bury a body with Hogan and that limo driver. <laughs> and the limo driver, hilarious. <laughs> that's how the limo driver got in the Hall of Fame. Like, remember that time? Oh no, that's the limo driver that that uh, where Vince uh, got frisky with that uh, with the fucking uh, the female ref frisky attempted rape with the female ref, allegedly. <laughs> Sprinkle some allegedly on there. Makes everything okay. Say whatever he wants. Um, but yeah, okay. I want to play Darrell's out, outro music. Or, or play the music and Darrell gets back. So we're done, Darrell. Appreciate you, man. Got on this extra existential fucking. Or not existential, just whatever. He does that. Get on these topics. Events <laughs> ain't never moved nobody. Uh, see what we put up with? All right. I do see it. Oh, that, on that. On that uh, drawn out note, um, uh, that's it for us, free folks. Ride is over. Uh, you VIP folks, click over. Rich and I'll be by for another hour or so of content. Uh, certainly got some stuff to talk about. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm watching the uh, Dynamite again, so we'll have another. Uh, Discussion on my my my, my dynamite opinions, I guess. So, uh, but yeah, that's it for us. We'll be back next time. For Cam, I'm Trey. Yeah. On this, damn it, recording it. Stop, I get off my job. He ain't supporting this, supporting this. Solution, caps, and crazy ornaments. Decorate my chest, 
like snakes, like yours I walk. 